Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Wrestle Life Radio, and this is episode 41. So that means that we talk a whole lot uh, between the three of us. We want to welcome you to this week's episode. This week we are going to be reviewing uh, NXT from October the 9th, but today is a very special day in the Cumbie household. Today is October 10th. And what that means for me and my beautiful wife, Raquel, say hello, Raquel. Hello. Is that today we are celebrating 10 years of marriage, a decade. It's crazy. It is crazy. I mean, I'm surprised that you haven't killed me and I haven't killed you at this point. <laughs> yes, very. So, uh, so we're going to, um, we're going to be very lovey and doting on each other this episode to make you feel uncomfortable uh, because it's our 10-year anniversary, and we're, we're recording this instead of having marital relations. Oh! <laughs> All right. So we're going to start. Uh, actually, before we get into this day in wrestling history, I do want to point out something from our Hell in the Cell um, uh, shows. So in our, in our preview show, uh, we picked from the four matches that were actually posted at that point. Obviously, there was more than four matches, even though we wish there were none because the pay-per-view was horrible. But of those four, uh, uh, between Kyle, Matt, and myself, we did uh, select who we thought we would would win. And if you listen to the Hell in Cell recap show, uh, the guys didn't talk about it. And that's mainly Matt's fault because Matt, hate, Matt really enjoys talking about when he wins, but doesn't like to talk about when he loses. Because based on the picks, Kyle won this week. And really, when you're talking about the Hell in the Cell, nobody won because it was a horrible pay-per-view. But of the picks of the four, Kyle went three and one. Nice. Right? He did a really good job. I went two and two, which is, you know, 500, which is, which is better than the Jaguars at this point. <laughs> We're Jaguar fans, by the way. Um, and then I want you to guess what Matt, how Matt did. He got zero, right? Zero. <laughs> o and four. Big fat zero is what Matt got. Uh-huh. So just wanted to point that out to the listeners. Uh, Kyle won this week. I came in second with a 500 rating, and Matt is a loser. So anyway, we're going to move on to this day in wrestling history. One day I'll have my wife do that. <laughs> Uh, So in honor of our 10-year wedding anniversary, I'm going to share something that happened 10 years ago today. Uh, On October the 10th, 2009, uh, in Indianapolis, Indiana, on uh, Ring of Honor, they had a survival of the fittest one-night tournament. And I'm just going to throw out some names of some guys before I tell you who wins. So in this tournament, you had Roderick Strong, which, as you know, is an undisputed era, Uh the North American champion, Uh, Chris Hero, Delirious, Colt Cabana, and Claudio Castanelin something. I don't know who that is. And some other participants are Kevin Steen, which you'll know as Kevin Owens. Okay. Uh, uh, Rhett Titus. Kenny King, P.D. Williams, and one Kenny Omega. And the person who won this is one Mr. Tyler Black, 
which my wife and many other people would know as Mr. Burn It Down, Seth freaking Rollins. So 10 years ago today, he was in Ring of Honor. He beat everybody that was there at the time, and uh, including Mr. Kenny Omega. So, uh, and, and the guys, by the way, honey, my wife doesn't really listen to the show because she has a life. Um, but she, uh, she doesn't realize how much, uh, Matt and Kyle just hate Seth Rollins. Really? Yeah. They hate him. Really? Why? It's not because of his wrestling. It's because of the character they're turning him into. Like they're making him this, like, as, as to quote the guys, dweeb dork, uh, because, you know, he, he's afraid of the fiend and he acts all, you know, cry baby and runs from him and all that. I mean, you're the champion. You're not supposed to run from that. Uh Right. So they're kind of billing him as this, this weak champion and the fans are really turning on him. But, um, anyway, that's this day in wrestling history from 10, 10, 09, the day I married my beautiful wife. Yes. We were drinking at this time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, at this point, we've had a few adult <laughs> beverages. Uh, don't drink and drive, kids. We've nope. learned that from Jeff Hardy and from the Usos. Yep. Don't do that. So, all right. So, we're going to get into NXT this week. And uh, I'm going to say, again, it was another great show. Um, NXT never puts on a bad show, by the way. Um but I am going to say that I was a little surprised with how fast some of the matches were this week. They were very fast. What do you think of that, honey? <laughs> well, I had mentioned that when we were watching it, that they're having a lot of short matches. You know, I was like petrified and a little afraid. I'm like, please, God, don't don't let the old man get involved in NXT because yeah. he has completely ruined the main roster. Mm-hmm. And I just pray to God that he is not getting involved in this. Cause you could just see him right. Talking yeah. to triple H, right. You know, like Hunter, come here. <laughs> this is what you need to do. Make the matches three seconds, yeah. squash them all. It'll be great. I'm a genius. It's great. So that's my really bad Vince McMahon. Yeah. It's better than Matt's by the way. All right. <laughs> so, so we start off the show. They have a recap video of last week, uh, which last week was amazing. If you haven't uh, listened to our review, please go and listen to it after you're done with this one. Um, and um, uh, Mario starts to show off. And we're going to start this week with the NXT Cruiserweight Championship match. Um, in case you forgot, last week we, we discussed that they have now made the Cruiserweight division under the NXT moniker, which... I think it's a good idea. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's it's a it, NXT is looked at as developmental. Yeah, I think that the two hundred five live guys can 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 do well there, especially mm-hmm. with the crowd, right? Yeah. What do you think? Whatever you said. Oh wow! All right. <laughs> if only she said that on everything. Oh no no no! I mean, we know that's not going to happen, but man, if that just happened all the no, time. Are they still having three hundred five live? You mean 205 Live? 305 Live would be like the really big fat dudes wrestling. (laughs) Uh, But, I mean, they I I don't know, to be honest with you. Okay. But the cruiserweight is going to be an NXT. Okay. So we start off, Leo Rush comes out with a huge pop, right? I mean, the the crowd loves him. They're excited to see him. Um, Then Drew Gulak comes out. And and while Nigel uh, McGillis is introducing him, we find out that he's the 11th cruiserweight champion. And I kind of forgot that there's been 11, to be yeah. honest with you. Well, we don't really watch it. 
I know, but you know, the, there's always a show on a pay-per-view and I guess you don't really pay attention to it, but I can't, I, I'm having a hard time believing there's 11 of them. But anyway, mm-hmm. so NXT did something this week and I don't, I don't know if they did it last week or not, to be honest with you, but what they did this week was as, as a way of kind of introducing each uh, performer is as they're walking to the ring, either Beth Phoenix or Nigel are giving you a little glimpse into who they are. Okay. Like talking about uh, where they came from, what got them into wrestling, how long they've been wrestling, their big accomplishments. And it's kind of a way to introduce you to each performer if you're new to NXT, because you know just they're on USA now. It's only their fourth week, technically. Um, and it, it's kind of like the way maybe like boxing and UFC, they kind of, they're introducing them as they come out. I kind of liked it because it kept you focused on the performer versus these little side conversations that we talk about. We, we can't stand. Mm-hmm. And, you know, SmackDown did this thing where they were kind of putting highlights over to the side on the screen. Um, so this is kind of a way I think that they're incorporating more of a sports feel into into really all the shows but i liked it i liked how they did that and the the match starts off and it starts fast i mean it's quick uh leo rush hits a spanish fly and then hits a suicide dive then does a side moonsault i mean just back to back to back and you're like holy crap i need i need to take a drink of water after watching (laughs) that uh gulag takes control pretty quick with it he's just he's stronger he's clearly stronger than leo rush um uh gulag tries for a submission and then Beth Phoenix does this like cheesy line that they do all the time with small guys. She says, what Leo lacks in size, he makes up in heart. <laughs> I was like, come on, that's the best you could do. <laughs> Did you get that out of a book of bad sayings? Because that, that's what that's what we had going there. And then they're talking about Leo goes to the top rope and all this. And Mario busts out with, it's a long way to the top if you want to rock and roll. Uh, both of them. Uh, go from the top onto the floor. Then we have the picture in picture during the commercials again. I hate that. Which we we both discussed is, is kind of kind of distracting, yeah. but at the same time, we're able to continue watching the match while they have to do their breaks. I don't watch the match. <laughs> I'm always drawn <laughs> to the commercials. Well, <laughs> then then you're doing exactly what they want to do. They want the women to watch the commercials and the men to watch the wrestling. I guess I don't know. You know, that that's their subconscious way of doing that. Gulak really slows the, the match down, uh, you know, to get down to his level. He's in 205 Live, but he's not the typical 205 Live, you know, all the diving and the jumping. He's more of a technical wrestler, uh, which is good. Then he uh, Gulak hits with a lariat clothesline, flips Leo, com- I mean, out of his shoes almost, two count. Uh, Leo went for his his finisher which is like a modified stunner off the bottom rope but gulak caught him uh put him in the philly stretcher which uh it's like this crazy torture rack slam and then we get some this is awesome chance which is true i mean this was a really cool match we had some leo chance so we have off the top rope we do this modified frog splash which was a tribute to eddie guerrero and then uh he hits his stunner off the bottom rope Another true frog splash and a win. We have the new champion, Mr. Leo Rush, with a huge pop. I mean, the crowd loved it. Uh, and, and they gave him a lot of time, too. They gave him like 15, 20 minutes, really. 
Um, and so William Regal's out, and he's about to put the belt on Leo Rush, and then Gulak comes in, grabs the title, and you're kind of like, oh, man, just – yeah, I think you even said just just win with some class or something like that, right? Or lose yeah. with class, right? Yeah. And uh, it looks like he's going to do something, but then he hands Leo the title, shakes his hand. It's a sign of respect. Mm-hmm. And that was a really cool move, I feel, by by Gulak. He's kind of you know handing it off. You know, I've been carrying it for so long. And How here long you has go. he been carrying it for? He's been for for a couple of pay per views at least, yeah. at least three or four. So I mean, if there's one a month, at least three or four months. Okay. Uh, so that ends that, and it was pretty cool. Then they show Kushida warming up with the Fashion Police, uh, Walter's warming up with Imperium. Then they give the first Finn Balor video package of the night, which there were two. Uh, they're really going to be carry, pushing Finn Balor and him carrying this division, I, I feel, because there was two Finn Balor video packages. The first one was about his NXT career. After that video package, we have a video of Tegan Knox. Uh, which we talked about last week, is recovering from her knee surgery. Um, and according to the video, she is released to fight, and she will be back next week, which we're really excited for. Um, we're excited to see Tegan Knox. We're, we're big fans. Uh, we find out that Dakota Kai will face Bianca Belair tonight, which I thought was going to be a squash match, but it wasn't, we'll, no. and we'll talk about it later. And actually, we find out not on the show – uh, but through social media, that they're doing this um, kind of a, a tournament to see who's the number one contender is to face Shayna Baszler for the women's championship. What was kind of weird was they didn't even talk about it on the show. It was only on social media. Hmm. So you're like, okay, well, because this they actually had like two matches, two women matches tonight, and didn't even bring it up. But anyway... The first, so this, the next match we have is Rhea Ripley uh, versus Aaliyah. And Aaliyah comes out with Vanessa Bourne because now they're BFFs. And if, if you've watched NXT for a period of time like we have, we've seen Aaliyah start with the company. And she was trying to, she was having trouble finding her character. Yeah. You know, she tried this belly dancer thing and didn't work out. And then she tried this like uh, bebopper, you know, yeah, I'm so excited about everything character. And, that didn't work out. So now she's with Vanessa Bourne, and she's like this kind of sultry, attitude clearly had lip surgery <laughs> character. You know, it is what it is. That That's the kind of look that they want, I think, with the WWE. But Rhea Ripley just killed her. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she showed her strength early and often. She got her in this scorpion hold, this like crazy... See, they're calling it this like gorilla clutch on this thing that I'm call- uh, that I read, but but I think that they call it a scorpion hold. Anyway, it was like this leg submission where she's holding Aaliyah up in the sky, but Aaliyah is like facing the opposite direction. It's hard to explain. You're gonna have to go and watch this match, but she has her in this submission move, and then she starts to spin around in a circle like it's nothing. It's just nothing to her at all. And during this whole time, you're hearing Rhea's gonna kill you, like coming from the from the audience. And then she just slams her down and keeps the hold on, and Aaliyah taps out. You know, we talk about we hate squash matches, but this squash match had a purpose. Um, and it was to show how dominant 
Rhea Ripley is number one. And then two, she immediately gets a mic and lets Shayna Baszler know she's coming after her. Mm-hmm. I think she's probably the only one that can beat her. She should have already beat her, yeah. to be honest with you. Uh, but she says that Baszler has dominated and she's made everyone tap out. And then she says, but not her. And she's coming for her. And as she says that, drop the mic. Uh, I thought this made Rhea Ripley look um, like a beast. What do you think? Well, she is a beast. Yeah. I mean, she's huge. <laughs> as far as the match, though, I don't know. I didn't really like it that much. I think it went too fast, and I don't know. I didn't enjoy it. Yeah. Well, and, and like I said, even though it was a squash match, it had a, a meaning and a purpose. Mm-hmm. And that's to show that Rhea Ripley is going to rip everyone to shreds until she gets to Shayna Baszler. Mm-hmm. And I think that she should be the next champion. Yeah. Hands down. I just think, I don't know, like, I saw a thing about Aaliyah like, how much she's had to sacrifice. Like, her family disowned her. Like, she has no contact. I don't know. I just feel bad for her because she's trying so hard and not getting anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Aaliyah is definitely a jobber. Yeah. And um, she just doesn't have it. Yeah. Like, she doesn't, we, we talk about this on the show all the time that, and I don't want to stay on this too long, but. That you have to, to be a superstar, you have to have the it factor. Mm-hmm. And by it, I mean just the personality, the the um, the attitude, the the thing that makes people want to watch you. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't have it. No. And not everybody mm-hmm. does. Uh, but she can make a really good living being a jobber the rest of her life if she's you know if she's willing to suck up her pride. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you want to pay me the money they're making, I'll do it. Yeah. You can slam <laughs> me around and beat me all day. <laughs> They'd be like, don't, doesn't that affect? Nope. Nope. Because I get a paycheck and I don't have any debt. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's anyway. All right. We got to move on because we're pretty far in the show already. And that was only match two. Um, and then we hear like this jackhammer sound, you know. So stupid. <laughs> so stupid. Oh, it was great. No, this jackhammer like... sound. Clearly there's like construction stuff. These women come out in hard hats. Lights come up. It's Breezango. And they have like these construction worker outfits on and Mario makes like this men at work reference. The crowd loves it. Crowd loves it. Wife hates it. Crowd loves it. Um, they're even joking about like Nigel McGinnis is like, they have these uh, uh, work belts on. He's like, they have no tools in the work belt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they, they come out and then the music comes on and it's uh, Jackson Reichert from the Forgotten Sons, and he's got, and they're supposed to, uh, Brizongo is supposed to be fighting Everrise. Yeah. But you remember from a couple of weeks ago was that Canadian tag team that really looked good. Mm-hmm. They had a dumb name, but they looked good. And he's got one of them over his shoulder, and the other one he's dragging like he just murdered them. Like, I have to go bury these bodies, and I just happen to get caught, you know, on stage. So we find out that... Um, the Forgotten Sons has killed Everrise, and so they're going to fight Brizongo instead. Uh, which is fine by me, because I like Forgotten Sons. I like their their theme, which they're, you know, it's it's military. Yeah. They're, they're all about the military. Well, one's ex-Marine, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, Jackson Reichert, which uh, is like their leader. Yeah. I love him. Mm-hmm. He needs to be pushed. Because he could be, like, he just looks like a bad, scary man. Um, I mean, he's got that 
tattoo on his back that just might gives you nightmares. I mean, <laughs> he could be the, the next big heel for the company. I'm sure Vince will ruin him, but what he is and his look could be huge, I feel. I'm a huge fan of his. If you follow him on social media, he's a devout Christian. He's a family man. He loves his wife and his kid. Just a cool guy, and I, I wish they'd push him. I'm a huge Jackson record fan. Anyways, getting back to the match. This is another kind of quick one. Tyler Breeze gets the upper hand, but Cutler takes over quick. Uh, the crowd's chanting Brizongo, uh, Wesley Blake, double teams um, with with Cutler on um, Tyler Breeze. Fandago gets the hot tag. He does his Ric Flair chops. Uh, then he does this cool like like Randy Orton power slam, which was really good. I I thought he hits the Falcon Arrow. They're going back and forth, back and forth. Jackson gets involved, gets Tyler Breeze out of the way. Then they do their their finisher, which is called Memory Remains, double team move, and then they win. Uh, Sons, uh, Forgotten Sons wins. Again, fast match, um, but it was decent. Yeah, it was decent. It was a decent match. Uh, <clears throat> really showed the dominance of the Forgotten Sons. I'm not exactly sure what they're doing with Brizongo now. I guess they're just going to either push guys or I, I don't know. I don't know. But I, I like that they're pushing – uh, forgotten sons i like these guys and i think that they could they could do a lot then we get a video package of keith lee and he's talking to dom double d because i can't say his last name and uh they're gonna fight again next week they're right now they're tied one and one so this is kind of the deciding match and i'm excited for it i, I love these two is it the jacoba something like that <laughs> uh watch your language there are children listening <laughs> he tells me he's a bask in his glory and we all need to really so then we have uh, Boa come out. His name is Boa, like Boa Constrictor. Uh, we find out that he is a martial arts expert. Uh, he is from China, and he knows, like, jujitsu and all those things. Um, and then out comes he's going to fight Cameron Grimes, which we the last week we called him the Doc Holliday Harry Jesus. Yes. <laughs> so uh, Doc Holliday Harry Jesus comes into the ring, and then as soon as the bell rings, uh, they point. he's pointing to the ref and because Killian Dane is starting to walk out and it distracts the ref. And it kind of distracts Boa. And so then Grimes immediately hits him with his finisher, which is that standing chest stomp. It's kind of like the standing coup de gras. Okay. And uh, <laughs> it wins. Quick pin. Squash match. And the purpose of this, uh, Harry Jesus wins. And then he runs out of the ring as Dane enters. And then Killian Dane just attacks Boa. He's just destroying him. He, ke- he hits a few Vader bombs. He drags him and slams him onto the announcer desk. I'm guessing this is to show that Killian Dane's angry for losing to Matt Riddle. Um, and he's going to destroy everybody now. I don't know. This seems like a Vince McMahon move. And yeah. I pray to God it's not. <laughs> this is something he would do. This is the kind of garbage he writes. And so... I wasn't happy with this segment. I was really kind of upset because I feel like Cameron Grimes and Boa could have given us a really cool match. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we learned last week that Cameron Grimes can can wrestle for a long time. Yeah. It is what it is. We're going to bypass this and just say it's just one of those things. So as we, we're going to move on, and we get a Damian Priest video. And if you remember last week, Damian Priest attacked Pete Dunn. 
Uh, we didn't know why we can't figure it out. And so he lets us know the only point of doing it is to get attention. It's like, that's really the only reason. The only reason you did this was to get attention and all lights on you. So that's what it is. That's, that's why, uh, that's why you attack Pete Dunn. So that's the first hour. It's over. We've had four matches and a couple of video packages, which is still better than raw. (laughs) (laughs) And then we get a shock the system. Bow, bow, bow. And then out comes Mr. Roderick Strong, who is the NXT North American champion. Uh, and before he comes out, he gets a pep talk from the Undisputed Era. Uh, we find out from the intros that he was trained by Jim the Anvil Nightheart, which I didn't know, uh, which is pretty cool, I think, which is Natalia's dad, in case you didn't know that. Uh, did you know that, babe? I did not. Okay. Well, that's Natalia's dad. He passed away, Obviously. Uh, as, as you know, uh, this year. So he, he trained him. That was pretty neat. Um, and then out comes, and he's going to be fighting Isaiah Swerve Scott. And Beth is introducing Isaiah. I didn't know him. Uh, he apparently was in that um, Next Big Talent competition. And I got to tell you, I was impressed. Yeah, he was good. What did you think of Mr. Scott? Mr. Swerve. He was good. He reminded me of Kofi Kingston. Like his moves and the way his hair is. Yeah. Like the older Kofi Kingston. Right, right. And and honestly, I see that. I can see he his look was kind of like a mixture of Kofi Kingston and Rick Swan, if you remember him. But he's bigger than both of them. Yeah. He's, he's tall. He's tall and he's strong. Yeah. I liked him. He looked good. They started off uh, with some mat wrestling, which... Typically, Strong has the dominant hand, but uh, Swerve kept his own. Strong bust out with, this is my house, very Paige-esque. And the (laughs) the crowd goes, whose house? Strong's house. Whose house? Strong's house. It was funny. So after the the, uh, chanting, uh, we get some, uh, Swerve takes control. And then strong with this, the loudest chess clap I ever heard. I mean, Ric Flair didn't hold a candle to this, this, <laughs> this slap that, Careful, uh, he might sue you. I know, I know. I said his name. Sorry. <laughs> so he gets him with the loudest chess clap I've ever heard with a backbreaker, both hard, both look really strong. We had the picture in picture commercial, which my wife hates swerve with this mean right hand takes control. Uh, hits a super kick and a DDT from the second rope. And then, as he's looking strong, of course, Undisputed Era comes out. Mm-hmm. And at first, they stay out of it. They're they're toward the back. Then Swerve hits a German suplex, hits a flatliner, and kicks him to and kicks strong to the head. I mean, back to back to back. And strong still kicks out, which I expected. Strong gets a couple of super kicks, gets hung up on the second rope. And now this was a really cool thing. Swerve gets him in a super kick. Strong gets hung up on the second rope with like half his body is on the outside and the other half is stuck on the rope. And then Swerve jumps out of the ring and does a double stomp on Roger Strong. I was like, holy smokes, that was awesome. That's when the Undisputed Era got his attention. Strong hits two knees to the head, a backbreaker. uh, Puts him in the stronghold submission and Swerve taps out. Honestly, this was a great match. Yeah, it was very good. Very good NXT quality match. 
and it made Swerve look really, really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope he gets a push after this. I hope they don't bury him after this because he was he was very, very good. If you haven't watched this match, you need to go watch it. So uh, after the match, great match. After the match, um, Adam Cole gets on the microphone. He says that Undisputed Era is the best, that no one else can compare to them, that Finn Balor and Tomasa Ciampa, that when they came out last week, that they were just trying to, uh, you know, it's just in their dreams to regain the title. And that's when on the screen, Velveteen comes on and says, did someone say dream? (laughs) It was great. Crowd popped. He snaps his finger and turns out dream is actually there. He's at the top of the set above the announcers. Dream is out. He says a few things. And he reads, he's challenging Roderick Strong. He wants that, that North American title back. So he says that he, he has this picture of Roderick Strong, and he shows up on the screen, and it's Roderick Strong. He's completely naked on a couch <laughs> with the North American title covering his area. Uh, it's very um, a la Shawn Michaels when he was in Playgirl on the cover where he was naked like this with the uh, WWF championship at the time covering him. And he says that that this is the real him. And Velveteen Dream says that when he strips him strong of the title, the world will see that he just doesn't measure up. That's when he snaps. <laughs> <laughs> the title goes away. And we have this teeny tiny little blur above where Mr. Strong's manhood would be. <laughs> this was pretty funny. <laughs> Uh, this was pretty funny. I was kind of surprised that they showed this picture. <laughs> and we're looking at it right now, and it is pretty funny. Yeah. Um, he's losing his mind. I'm not really that small. Yeah. Yeah. In case you didn't know, uh, Roger Strong is actually married to one of the girls that comes out with Shayna Baszler with the brunette. The one that had the baby? Yes. Okay. That's their really? baby. Yeah, they're married. Oh. And she went on social media and said that she disagrees with this. And in fact, posted a picture of them on their honeymoon and they were at some amusement park and she was in a wheelchair. And it said on the caption, this was us on our honeymoon the night after we got married. And I'll just leave it there. (laughs) He put her in a wheelchair. I'm not going to go into more details than that because this is a PG show, but hey, good job, buddy. Good job. So fake, My wife wasn't in a wheelchair. <laughs> she was limping though. Hey yo! I told you it's our it's our anniversary, so I'm gonna say things like that. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, Dream's gonna challenge Strong for the title in two weeks, and then uh, uh, Tomasa Champa comes out. Uh, he's walking out. <laughs> it was so cool because he's dragging this crutch, and the crutch is camo, like camouflage, like his pants. Then he grabs a chair. He goes into the ring. Um, Undisputed Era jumps out of the ring. Then Champa sits down with a microphone. He says, Goldie, daddy's home, and drops the mic. He wants that title back, and he's going to come after it. The crowd starts chanting, daddy's home. It was great. Um, after that, Kathleen Kelly, uh, is, is she said that they're one to interview Champo. Or Champa, so uh, Champa. Champo, sorry, Champa. So he starts to, she starts to go there, and then uh, there's this other wrestler. Last name is, uh, is Garza. He gets in the way, and he wants to, he wants to be interviewed. But Kelly goes away from him and goes to talk to Champa, 
And he's like, oh, you want to talk to him? And then he starts speaking in Spanish, and then Champa just knocks him out. Just one hit. Bam. And Kelly asks, well, what did he say to you? He goes, I have no idea. And just walks, <laughs> walks away. away. It was great. <laughs> Fantastic. So then we have our next match. Uh, we have uh, Bianca Belair, and she's going to be fighting Dakota Kai. Uh, and honestly, when this match was about to start, Belair's walking out. I look to my wife and my daughter, and I say, well, this is going to be a short match. Was it? Nope, it was not. No, it was not. It was a very good match. Dakota Kai versus the EST of NXT. Uh, Belair shows her strength. Uh, she picks up Dakota, does some squats with her, but man, Dakota Kai really took control of this match. Mm -hmm. I mean, she had a lot of offense. Belair barely knew what to do. They just, they kept fighting. They fought during the commercial. For a moment there, I really thought Kai was going to win. Yeah. Uh, she kicks her, uh, uh, Dakota Kai kicks Belair in the head, uh, does an axe kick to her, another knee to the head, knees to the chest. She gets out. And uh, anyway, they go back and forth. Um, Belair does, gets a double chicken wing on Kai. What? <laughs> Just the way you said it. It's a double chicken wing. Chicken wing. You want some chicken wings, baby? <laughs> uh, does a standing shooting star press. Another. Uh, finally, Belair gets her with a uh, KOD and wins. Uh, great match. What do you think? Yeah, I thought it was a really good match. Like you said, I thought it was going to be short. But um, Dakota Kai, she's looking really good after her injury. Yeah. Very good. And it must be hard to wrestle with a brace yeah. that covers. Yeah. She did really well. It's hard enough to walk with a brace. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, what they were doing and what she was doing, she looked really good. And I think that um, they did this on purpose, obviously, to make Dakota Kai look strong. But you guess what? You can look strong in a win. Yeah. She looked very strong. So, Belair gets on mic. She's uh, calling out uh, Rhea Ripley for saying that she's going to beat Baszler. But she says that if anyone wants to to go up to Baszler, they have to go through the EST. So clearly this is setting up a match between Belair and Rhea Ripley. Yep. And then after that, we get, uh, we find out that there's going to be this press conference in, in Las Vegas on Friday. And it's going to be Triple H, Brock Lesnar, Kane, uh, uh, Velasquez, uh, Nick Fury, and Braun Strowman. It's going to be at 3 p.m. on the network. <sighs> I just have a feeling it's going to be like UFC versus WWE guys and then a boxing guy versus a WWE guy. I don't know when they're going to do it. If they do it at Crown Jewel, I'll be pissed uh, because they're putting so much emphasis on these shows over there with these, I call them blood diamond shows. Oh, is that the one that's in Saudi Arabia? Yeah. yeah oh, okay. Yeah, they, they, do, they get all these... Millions of dollars to do this show where they're not allowed to have women there and these countries that kill homosexuals and uh, women are viewed as property, but it's okay. It's all right. We're all about being a star, but we're going to do a show where they kill homosexuals and treat women like garbage. Yeah. All I have to say is we better get another evolution pretty darn soon. Yeah, I know. They should have the like a whole women's thing if they're going to keep doing that. Exactly. Like just the men. Exactly. It's sexist, I tell you. And as a father of a daughter, it's getting annoying. Really annoying. Then we get a video of Dominic D, because I can't say his last name. 
um, and they're going to fight next week. We, and this is then we get the second Balor video of the night. Uh, another Balor package. And then we, we find out that we're going to have uh, Kushida versus Walter next. Then Pete Dunn has a reaction video to Priest. Uh, he says that he's the archer, but it's going to be hard to shoot with broken fingers. Mm-hmm. And I, I believe him. I think Pete Dunn could murder him. <clears throat> so that we're going to have that next week of Pete Dunn versus Damian Priest. And I'm excited for that match, to be honest with you. Yeah. And I really like what they're doing here. They're setting up matches for us to be excited about next week. Mm-hmm. They don't just come up with crap on the fly like Raw and SmackDown. You know, we, we get so tired of that, and NXT is doing it the right way. Yeah. And I don't understand how Vince doesn't get this. I don't get it. Well, he's making millions anyway, so. It's going to take people to stop watching his stuff and start watching AEW. And and I really hope this doesn't come to that. Mm-hmm. I really hope that. but Because NXT doesn't deserve to be in competition with AEW. No. NXT is a great product. Put AEW up against Raw. Yeah. Then let's see what happens. Mm-hmm. But it's not fair to put NXT up against it. It really isn't. Um, all right. Um, then, we're get, then we show Leo Rush getting a lot of love backstage for winning. So that's good. Then we get Marty Kushida McFly coming out. Um, and then WWE does what they do again with that stupid blue light. You can't see anything. <laughs> Talked about it last week. And then the classical Jaws music comes on. And out comes the NXT UK champion, Walter. Um, and then, of course, of course, there's a David and Goliath, Goliath ref- reference. Because mm-hmm. every time you got a short dude and a big dude, you got to talk about David and Goliath every time. <laughs> uh, but what they don't like to mention is that David won because of God. Mm-hmm. But anyway, moving on. So uh, then we get some... Uh, Walter starts to... Uh, he actually throws Marty... Kushida McFly around, taunts him a little bit. We get a Walter's going to kill you chant. Kushida uh, taunts back. And then we have a really good match. A lot of back and forth. And they made Kushida look a lot stronger than I thought. Mm -hmm. I thought that this was going to be a quick match. But, man, this was a long match. Again, they went into overtime. They did. Because this started at 9.50 and ended at 10.10. No, past 10. It was... No, 1010. Oh, 1010. I was like, no. Yeah, it went from 950 (laughs) to 1010. Another 20 minute ending match. And guess what? 1010? The day we got married. Hey, there's another one. So, um, uh, anyway, a lot of back and forth. Kushida hits this DDT that I'm like, how did he not win on this? Um, Walter hits a leapfrog. Yeah. Like, <laughs> where did that come from? You're way too big to be doing this, bro. But, <laughs> but he, he did it. But he did it. And it, was, it did a good job. Uh-huh. I'm not going to lie. Kushida tries to powerbomb Walter on the outside, but Walter's just way too big. He's just way too big, and he stomps Kushida on the neck. There's, uh, again, going back and forth. I'm going to wrap this up because we've gone pretty long already. But we have, like, the crowds divided here. Yeah, mm-hmm. Some are, are cheering for Walter, some for, for Kushida. Walter is just sitting on the top rope. Kushida flips him, puts him in his submission. And I don't know how he did this. I don't know. <laughs> you need to go back and watch this match because he does this crazy flip and immediately puts him in his submission. Uh, but Walter gets out. Then the NXT chants start because they know NXT is the best quality on WWE programming right now. Walter with the dropkick, powerbomb. This is awesome chance for the second time. Uh, Lariat clothesline by Walter, and that's how he wins. 
And in my notes, I put, what a match. Mm-hmm. Because holy smokes, this was a great match. And as my buddy Matt says, oh boy, <laughs> this was a good one. And another way, another thing Matt says, it was absolutely a great match. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> he likes to say absolutely way too many <laughs> Like so, always, uh, literally. Yeah, like a, like our daughter says literally, literally all the time. Literally. It's, it's a, that's a millennial thing. <laughs> Millennials love to say literally, like literally all the time. We're getting a shut up from our daughter right now. So then Walter goes and joins Imperium at the top of the ramp and they stand at attention. It was a great match. Then we get uh, breaking news from Kathy Kelly that uh, Tomasa Champa is going to fight this Garza guy next week. Um, and that Strong is going to fight Dream for the title in two weeks. So again, they're building, they're building storylines, right? Mm-hmm. And they're doing it the right way. Yeah. They're not just throwing things together and just giving you hot, hot garbage. Um, so we were very uh, excited with NXT this week. So, babe, yes. how would you grade NXT and why? I'd grade it a B just because of the short matches and just, I don't know. Maybe it was because I was so tired, but I didn't enjoy it that much. Okay. That's fair. You know, not every week can be an A++ like you gave <laughs> a couple, you know, two weeks ago. Um, overall, I thought that this... This had a really good feel. Um, I I understood the shorter matches, so like it, it made sense. You know, we always talk about on the other shows that if you're going to do a short match, it has to make sense, and these made sense. Um, if if you're if you're into wrestling psychology and those kind of things, you you understood you understand what I mean by that. Um, the only thing I didn't like was the whole Killian Dane coming out and just killing people. I just I didn't like it. And, and again, I love everything about NXT. So anytime I give any kind of feedback negatively, I'm I'm really just just being nitpicky. Because mm-hmm. I mean, it's hard you know, when you're watching something and enjoying it. It's hard to point out flaws because you're enjoying it so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's easy for Raw SmackDown and, <laughs> and and Hell in the Cell, but I know Chris was away this week, Monday and Tuesday, and Aaliyah and I did not watch any of those shows, and we liked it. Hey, well. <laughs> I should make them listen to uh, the reviews from uh, Matt and Kyle and see, and they'll probably be like, thank you for not making us watch that. <laughs> I'm going to give this episode uh, a B plus again. It was, it was very, very good. And we had to really pull stuff out. We didn't like, I don't like the Killian Dane thing, but other than that, um, it was very good. We enjoyed it. So that's our NXT recap. Thank you so much for listening to us. Uh, We really, really do appreciate that. Um, We appreciate you listening to all of our our programming with Wrestle Life Radio. Uh, We invite you to uh, like us and follow us on Facebook. Uh, You can follow us on Instagram at Wrestle Life Radio and on Twitter at Wrestle Life Pod. Uh, the reason it's Wrestle Life Pod is Wrestle Life Radio wouldn't fit. Like you're only you're only allowed so many characters. So. You get you got Wrestle Life Pod. You can follow my buddy Matt at Wrestle Life Matt. You can follow Kyle Polly on Instagram at Kyle and you can follow me at Twitter at Wrestle Life Heel. So, quick story on Twitter, I was suspended from my account for twelve hours because I made a comment on the WWE post 
in regards to Lana and um oh yeah him in bed yeah yeah because Lana and and uh what's his name in bed I made a comment that oh, that's too bad she's a slut and uh nobody cares <laughs> so they said that I was uh, breaking Twitter policy <laughs> by being a bully and all this uh. stuff so I just said whatever and and but then I made a go I want you to go read what I wrote to Twitter because then I, when I was um, off of my twelve-hour uh, suspension. punishment <laughs> suspension, I said, uh, "Dear Twitter, you suspended me for uh, calling a fictional character, which she's a fictional character. This is a storyline. I wasn't calling the person Lana, but the character Lana a, a slut." And I said, "I, I called the a fictional character a word that describes a woman that has several sexual partners." after she's cheating on her husband for the second time and you suspended me and yet you allow cussing pornography and bullying. And I said, you're a hypocrite because it's hypocritical. Yeah. Like I read stuff on Twitter all the time. That's just downright mean, nasty, crude, vulgar, rude. Yeah. And all that stays on Twitter. But I make a comment about a fictional character cheating on her husband because, let's face it, she's a slut character right now. Yes, yes. <laughs> and I get suspended for it. Of course it would be me, that's right, getting funny. in trouble. You didn't get, tell me that. Yeah, well, that's, I wanted to just get your reaction on the show. So anyways, that's funny. thanks guys so much for listening. Happy anniversary Happy to my anniversary. wonderful wife of 10 years. Mwah. So uh, thanks for listening, honey. You want to say anything else? Bye. <laughs> <laughs> thanks so much for listening. What, are we doing this next week on our vacation? So next week, yes. Thank you, honey, for mentioning that. We're not going to be in town next week, so we will not be recording. Um, so maybe you'll hear Matt and his lovely wife talk about NXT. I'm not sure. Uh, but whoever does it, I'm sure they'll do a great job. I'm not going to put anybody down because I'm tired of being – bullied by Matt and Kyle. <laughs> so anyways, y'all have a great night. Thanks so much for listening. Take care.